What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. I get what-if questions about our characters switching places just about every day. So here's our very first switcheroo story starring two of your favorite characters. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. What if kittens played the clock inch Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today is a little bit different. For some reason, I've got about a dozen questions about horses recently, or mostly from kids who like horses. And I want you all to know that I am listening. So today, we're going to answer three questions from kids who like horses. Let's start with Lexi. Hi, Mr. Eric. I'm Lexi. And I like to horseback ride and play with my horse, Bella. And I was wondering, well, my question is, what if Abacus be Grumbler and JF Cat both drink a potion at the same time and switch minds? Thank you. Bye. Wait, what? Lexi, you have a real horse that you get to ride? Oh, man, you're lucky. Well, would you mind letting Bella come to What If World for one week? Thanks. Now we've got another quick question from Jordan. My name's Jordan. I like horses. What if tacos were alive? Mmm, tacos. Except, I guess I shouldn't want to eat living tacos. Well, anyway, we'll fit them in, too. And finally, and please don't be disappointed if this isn't your horse question, we're going to hear from Francis. Miss Francis. One of your favorite things? Um, horses. And your question? What if doors could open by the, themselves and you could whisper to the future? Awesome. Great job. Wow. Doors opening and whispering to the future? This is such a cool collection of questions. And if you're one of our horse-loving listeners out there, please know that if it weren't for all of your questions, I probably wouldn't be doing this story today. So let's find out what if Abacus P. Grumbler and J.F. Cat both drank a potion at the same time and switched places, plus talking tacos and whispering doors. Once upon a time, Abacus P. Grumbler was running late, which wasn't that unusual for the wizard. Oh, where's my conjuring cap and my alchemical spectacles? cried Abacus. <laughs> said his new horse, Bellabaco. They're both on my head. I don't see how... Ha- oh, yes, there's my cap and my spectacles. But I'll never find my illusory goose. <sighs> oh, it's illusory, so it isn't real? <laughs> right. I guess we'll leave the goose. And without a moment to spare, Abigus climbed up on Bellabaco the horse and rode right out of the observatorium. Mr. Mouser, cried J.F. Cat scrambling all around the house, making a giant ruckus. Where are my kitten mittens and my lynx cuff links? They're already on your paws, sir, said Mr. Mouser. Well, I'm still missing an awful lot of ocelot. That's because they're an endangered species on what is world, 
Well, get on that. I'm running late. And JF Cat rushed out the door, Mr. Mouser on his back. Can't you go any faster, Bellavaco? asked Abacus as the young horse galloped her hardest. <laughs> but they just arrived at Magic Malt's, a little diner that was supposed to have the best milkshakes in all of What If World. Oh, yes, well done, said Abacus, climbing down off the horse. <laughs> Bella shook her head and walked over to a trough of water for a drink. Abacus found a little red round table and took a seat in the hard red chair, checking his pocket watch. That JF cat is 15 minutes late. How dare he? I was only 14 minutes and 45 seconds late. Abacus could hear JF cat, but he couldn't see him. President cat, you've got an invisibility spell on you. Oh, you're the worst wizard ever. My chair's just tucked in. And Abacus untucked the red metal chair beside him to see the little fluffy black and white cat curled up on the chair, Mr. Mouser beside him. See, I was here less late than you. I might have been on time if the roads were repaired. Shouldn't the president do something about that? Don't sass me, wizard. Jojo, Abacus, Mr. Mouser cut in. I think you two are forgetting why you're here. That's right, you were going to buy me a malted milkshake. To make up for that horrible law where I had to dance with a dangling string for every kitty around. There was a very popular law. With the cats? I don't know why I agreed to this. Many of your citizens did not wish to dance with string. Now I'm getting mouth from the mouse. Just go get us two magic milkshakes. Yes, Mr. President. I'll just need a 20 query bill. 20 query? What a ripoff. And JF Cat went to pull some money out of his cute little fanny pack. Only the bills were all scratched up. Whoa, oh, I guess I was playing with these earlier. Now <laughs> oh, you can't even afford the milkshake? Oh, I probably shouldn't have printed our new money on sheets of catnip. Well, I guess I'll conjure up a coin of my own. Oh, forget it. You couldn't cast a spell to save your life. Abacus pulled out his wand and... Allah, coinsam! A shower of coins blasted out in every direction. Windows shattered. Milkshakes were overturned. Bella took about a hundred coins to the flanks. I apologize, but these coins will more than pay for the damage. Actually, these are arcade tokens. They have no value outside of Arcadia. Now you've done it. Only because you did it first. I'll just buy the milkshake with my own money. And Mr. Mouser skittered over to the counter. But he only had enough query to afford one milkshake. He wasn't big enough to carry the milkshake himself. But Bella Bacco went over to help him. <laughs> I know, they just won't get along. Bella had kept her neck craned uncomfortably all the way over, just so she wouldn't spill the milkshake. But the wizard and the president didn't even notice. I think you're the worst president we've ever had. They should call you No-No Flubby Cat because of all your mistakes. They should call you Abacant Do Magic. Mine was better. The woman at the counter said it's very dangerous to share a magic milkshake when you're not getting along. Well, it's my milkshake, so I'll have as much as I want. And Abacus stuck his straw through the top. Thought this is such a great photo op. A cat sharing a milkshake with a wizard. And JF Cat stuck his straw in as well. Photo op? But who's taking the- You're taking the picture, chop chop. And Mr. Mouser took out a little camera as Abacus and JF Cat both sipped their straws at the same time from the same magic milkshake. <laughs>
went the camera. <laughs> you call that a magic milkshake? Finally, we agree on something. That didn't taste magical at all. <laughs> Bilabaco had fainted for some reason. What a lazy little, said Abacus, jumping out of his seat to land lightly on his forepaws. I've half a mind to climb on top of you and snuggle up for a nine-hour nap. Uh, wait a second. What's happening? said Jeff Cat. I'm abra-confused. There was a flash of weird yellow light from his wand and... Oh, hey, what's going on? Milkshakes go with the pants. Everyone in the diner started acting crazy. Folks at home, do you think you know what's happened yet? Mr. Mouser, asked Abacus. Why am I a cat? You're not a cat, said Mr. Mouser, with a strange yellow tint in his eyes. You're a piece of cheese. He'd been affected by the confusing spell, too, and he started trying to nibble on Abacus's tail. Remain calm. We've just had a little body mix up here. I'll use my magic to fix it in a jiffy. And JF Cat, who was somehow trapped inside Abacus's body, raised his wand to cast another spell. No, wait! If you think I'm bad at magic, after 50 years of practice, there's no telling what you might do with that wand. Oh, that's fine. Let's just drink from this milkshake again and turn back to normal. But a confused hippo with yellow eyes had their milkshake in his hand. No, I know. Milkshakes don't go in the pants. No way. Don't drink it. Milkshakes really go in the pants. And he poured their milkshake down his pants. As a human, I would not have drank that pants milkshake. But as a cat, it doesn't seem to bother me so much. We're not drinking the hippo pant milkshake. Oh, fine. I'm taking a nap. But Bella was finally coming too, and the confusion spell seemed to be wearing off. <laughs> Snorted Bella. Hissed Abacus. Everyone hold still. That's not a big fluffy pillow. It's a giant dog with hooves. That's exactly what I used to think. But now I'm pretty sure it's a horse. <laughs> she says you've suffered a consequence for using magic while you were being mean. Mr. Mouser straightened his little bow tie, having gained his composure again. Meow, I've got it, said Abacus, to break the curse. We must swear in a law wherein all citizens of What If World get two cans of tuna every- Wait, I know all about consequences suddenly. We've got to understand why we were being mean if we want to undo the consequence. Looks like we've got to walk a mile in each other's shoes. But I'm not wearing any shoes. And if you try to put little booties on me, you'll be sorry. But you'd look so cute in little booties. Let me just conjure up a few really... <coughs> Bella was getting impatient, so she picked up JF Cat by the robes and slung him over her saddle. What do you think you're doing? I'm the president of what if... <coughs> wow! And Bella took off toward the observatorium. Then Mr. Mouser had out his phone. Yes, I need a kitty cleanup crew. He looked around Magic Malts, still littered with arcade tokens and spilled milkshakes. Better make it a double. And a bunch of black cars pulled up to the diner. Workers wearing plastic suits carried out mops and vacuums and brooms and buckets. Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone, said Abacus, sliding through milkshake and jumping up on a table. I just don't know what got into me. Ow, look at that unbroken glass. And the kitty Abacus had knocked the glass onto the floor for no reason. Let's get out of here, Mr. Mouser. That would be best. 
JF Cat and Abacus's body was finally getting the hang of riding Bella. So I've just got to figure out how to be a good wizard, and then Abacus and I can switch back. <laughs> it's not that simple. Just watch. And as JF Cat rode up to the observatorium, he could hear screaming from inside. <laughs> he rode inside and followed the ruckus to the cafeteria. It was Taco Tuesday. Except the tacos didn't seem to want to get eaten. You want a piece of me? Said a particularly surly taco, walking over on lettuce legs toward a little girl. No, I, I, I just wanted to talk to you. That's why I made you come alive. Well, now we're all alive, and we want answers. How many Taco Tuesdays have there been? I don't know. A million? Oh, the humanity. <laughs> J.F. Cat tried to calm the taco down. Don't worry, none of those tacos were even alive. What? Cried the taco. They never even got to experience this beautiful thing called life. I don't think so, said the little girl. But you should check the dumpster. Jalapeno! Abacus and Mr. Mouser were just getting back to the plain wooden door standing in the middle of that great field that led into the wet-house. Except there seemed to be a lot of other doors in that field today. Sliding doors and swinging doors, and falling doors and lifting doors, and big double doors, and little flapping bat-wing doors, and even walking frames with no doors left inside them. And as they walked into the field, they heard whispers seeming to come from every little door as it opened and closed. Ooh, said Abacus the cat. I would like to go in all of those closed doors, but none of those open doors. Typical cat, but I wouldn't go through any of those doors. They only lead to the past. Oh, perfect. Then I can take a nice long nap and not miss any time at all. And as Abacus tried to sneak through one of the doors, he heard it whispering, Everything's a mess. And then he heard another door whisper, Mr. President, help us. And then a third door, Make everything better, but make sure not to change anything. Uh, What are all of them whispering about? Doors aren't very good at talking. They can only whisper into the future. But we're in the present. The present is their future. All right, well, listen, everyone. I want to take a nap. I need all of you doors to close and all of you whispers to stop. But the door started opening and closing even faster, whispers pouring out with every crack. The two doors are the best. Only the glass doors really see. No door. No door. I don't get it. What do they all want? They want your help. But how can I help them when they won't listen to me? Welcome to politics. Taco. Taco. J.F. Cat, Bella, and a handful of students were penned in by a horde of angry tacos. This has not gone as well as I'd hoped. (laughs) I know my magic just kept making more of them. (laughs) No, I think I've got a better idea. And J.F. Cat hopped back on Bella's back. Listen, all you tacos. I happen to know this horse loves a nice crunchy tortilla. The queen taco, sitting in her salon trone pointed one cheesy finger at the horse. You can't hurt us anymore, she said. And all the tacos swarmed after Bella, who took off with a snort (sniffs) toward the house. Okay, maybe your idea was better. I think I've got it. So the swing doors want better screws. 
and the glass doors want cleaner screws, and the no doors want me to abolish screws altogether. No door. No door, indeed. Abacus had been at it for hours. Oh, this is impossible. And suddenly, all the doors opened at once. What? What's happening now? Did I do something right, maybe? No. I think they just heard that thing you said about the nap. You can come take a nap here if you don't raise our taxes. No door. But I said that six hours ago. Impressive. They heard that much faster than usual. Bellows' thundering hooves sounded in the distance, along with the crunch of thousands of tiny little lettuce legs, as the taco army arrived. Abacus, I don't like being a wizard. Oh, JF Cat, I despise being president. All right, if we can just fix each other's problems, that should undo the consequence. I think you're supposed to learn to listen and understand in order to fix this, said Mr. Mouser. All right, I was thinking we could send your tacos through these doors into the past. I'm listening, I love it. And then the tacos will talk over the problems because they're tacos, exactly. (laughs) Bella rolled her eyes. I actually do have a suggestion, piped up Mr. Mouser. Plus, since they'll be back in time, they can save their taco brethren from being eaten. (laughs) What is she yammering on about? Oh, I don't know. Your mouse keeps squeaking about something, too. It's it's all I can do not to eat him. (laughs) JF Cat squatted down, and Abacus lifted his little paw, and the two gave each other a high five. Why didn't that work? I thought for sure the spell would be broken. We finally understand each other. They looked around for any sign of magic, but all they saw was Mr. Mouser quietly trying to calm down the doors, and Bella Baco stamping her feet threateningly and running back and forth trying to keep the horde of tacos at bay. Wait a second. Oh dear. The swarming mass of tacos finally overtook the brave horse, and an angry two-door was just about to close on Mr. Mouser. Oh, Mr. Mouser. Oh, poor Bella. I'm I'm sorry. sorry. And just like that, they were back at Magic Malts. There was no milkshake mess. There were no scattered arcade tokens. They'd only just sat down, back in their old bodies. Oh, Mr. Mouser, I so missed wanting to eat you all the time. That is both endearing and terrifying. And the fluffy kitty pounced on his old friend and gave him little kitty kisses. Oh, Bella, I've been unfair to you. And so has JF Cat, but I think that timeline has been erased. (sighs) You're right, it is a terrible apology, and I promise to always listen to you from now on. (laughs) I swear it, or my name is in Catechus Grumbler. Well, Francis, Jordan, and Lexi, I hope you all enjoyed your story. Folks at home, if you've been enjoying our show... Please check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld to help us make more and better stories. And if you're digging What If World and you want an easy, free way to help us out, just rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share us with your friends. Believe it or not, most of our growth is from word of mouth, so each and every one of you has helped us get where we are. Thanks. I'd also like to thank Karen Marshall O'Keefe, my editor and producer, Craig Martinson for our theme song, Jason O'Keefe for our artwork, and all you kids at home who know that you should never have to be cruel to one friend in order to get along with another. Until we meet again, 
keep wondering. <laughs>